The following podcast is brought to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Sorry, John. No, can't say I have. Okay, so it's basically they take um, Garfield and his uh, human there, John, and they take him as like some kind of cosmic horror being. And it's every subreddit is always like some kind of artist rendition, picture, quote, like story, something of John, or I'm sorry, of uh, Garfield just basically taking over John and like either killing him enslaving him to do whatever like he's killed Odie in some fashion away he's always demanding like a sacrifice or like lasagna or something but it's like some weird crazy crap out there man it's it's awesome so it's yeah. like garfield is cthulhu then basically sacrifices. That, basically that yeah sounds pretty cool i mean yeah. oh, that would make a good cartoon yeah so like i was thinking too like if you had to take one of your childhood cartoons or like any kind of comic strip cart whatever uh, and turn it into a horror thing. What would you do that as? Which one would mm. you pick and turn into a horror? Mm, like super dark horror? Uh, any kind of horror. It could be like the cosmic. It could be super dark. It could be like kid friendly. Like um, um, what's that show? Uh, uh, the Midnight Summers. Um, God, I can't even think of it now. I would say Digimon, but that's already dark enough as it is. So I don't really know. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, because I could see, like, for me, Calvin and Hobbes, if you take Calvin as, like, some kind of mental patient and Hobbes is, like, his demented, whatever, like, secret dark voice in his head telling him to do, like, dark and crazy shit, it'd be pretty interesting. You go, like, a psychological thriller on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psychological thrillers are always a good way to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of psychological thrillers, welcome to another episode of Hardly Awesome. Uh, I am your host, Chris Chavez, with my co-host over here, Anthony Mullen. How are you doing? Yeah, so I know like we had talked about last week about ending the show, so (laughs) sykes on you guys. Um, We thought we would uh, come back and uh, give you guys another week because we have a very important uh, subject to talk this week. Anthony, you want to go ahead and take it? Uh, Yeah, we are talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Far from home. Now, we'll do a okay, the the okay, show. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. Wow. Got- <laughs> wow, they got comfortable there. It was good, though, dude. That was I was I was entertained. I sat back and closed. Like, I was like, like, let it like I was listening to a podcast all on its own. And uh, I wanted to see where that conversation was going to go because I could totally see Calvin and Hobbes being a super dark kind of uh, cartoon. I thought, I know, right, right, Daniel. What were, you, awesome. <laughs> what were you thinking? I, uh, I thought, I was thinking Power Rangers, for real. But, uh, I'm, but I'm just dark, like, how, is how, there dark Power Rangers at all? Could you see Power Rangers dark? as a dark, a dark, uh, you know, uh, entity? Yeah, uh, Shattered Grid was pretty dark. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I guess they already kind of went dark there. I wasn't thinking that. Wait, RPM was pretty yeah. dark. Never watched RPM. Ooh. Post-apocalyptic world. Oh, now Anthony's in. Like you should see his face right now. He's like, oh <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, speaking like of best season. So, all right, guys. Uh, as you know, uh, that obviously wasn't us at the beginning of the show. That was my brother Dan Chavez. He's joining us today, and we oh. have a guest who's never been on any of our shows, uh, but he is on the network. He is part one half of Power Rangers in cyberspace. Uh, this is Christian Ingram. Christian, what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Welcome to Hardly Awesome. And after you've experienced what you have now for the past about 15 minutes, you know why we call it Hardly Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, wait a minute. What does that mean? (laughs) That means my brother is Hardly (laughs) Awesome. Exactly. Uh, So it's a Chavez thing. I see. Oh, wow. Wow. That was actually pretty good. I was, I'm holding back the laughter, but I can't get. 
I'm not going to give it to you. Screw you. That sucked. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to another week, guys. Obviously, uh, if you listened to our last episode and you heard me torturing Anthony with the idea that we were ending the podcast uh, and you waited to the very end, I had a little bit of dead space there and I did the whole Marvel wait to the credits thing happened. Uh, you heard me say I was just kidding and we would see you next week. And here we are. We've got Christian and Dan on the show. We were supposed to do this last week. Uh, we were going to discuss... Spider-Man Far From Home. Was it last Ooh. week or two weeks ago? How long has it, it been now? Like we were planning because, uh, it, it for last, a minute. It was last week. Yeah. Okay. Because we recorded on Wednesday night. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're definitely talking Spider-Man Far From Home today. Uh, we're going all in. We're going spoilers. Um, Anthony and I were watching a YouTube video of Easter eggs. Don't know if you guys have gotten a chance to check anything like that out online, uh, but we'll probably get into that stuff as well. Uh, if you've not seen the movie and you don't want it spoiled for you, don't listen. Go home. Yep. Uh, this is spoiler because I'm assuming you're not episode. at home while you're listening to this, right? You're in your car, you're at the gym or not something. Not always, but you know. Who, did, does anybody really listen to right now. Do you guys listen to podcasts at home or at work or what's the deal? Most of the time, I uh, yeah work sitting at the desk, not doing right. anything. And exactly. Work, so so go home, uh, buy yourself a ticket uh, far from home on what's the stuff the kids are using these days? The Fandangos. Okay. <laughs> buy yourself a ticket. Go see the movie. When you realize how amazing it was, come back, listen to this episode again. But we're doing a spoiler-heavy episode, thoughts and review on the movie, um, starting now. So screw you, we're going to start talking. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, we, we, so yeah. we've got uh, we've got you guys on the show today. So um, before we get into it, real quick, Christian, what's your earliest memory of Spider-Man? Um, the early two thousand series uh, with. What the was what was it, Spider-Man the animated series? Oh, okay. okay. That's a good one. Very nice, very nice. Dan. Oh Jesus Christ, since I was like 4 or 5 just the comics alone, um getting into the Amazing Spider-Man run. Oh, amazing. Where'd you um, get where where'd you get those comics from? Oh, I might have stolen from an older brother. Just, just wondering. Like just wondering. Yeah. So might, might have borrowed a couple of copies and was just like, "Oh, I'm going to keep this now." <laughs> um, Anthony, for you, who was your what was your first uh Spider-Man? I want to say animated series. Same, right? Yeah. Okay. So we've got two animated series and two comic book. Um, I got to tell you, of all the Spider-Man movies, this this run with Tom Holland, and I'm talking about live action. I'm, we're, we're not talking about Into the Spider-Verse, the animated, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, this say, run with Tom Holland. For me. Yeah, for me. I was going to say that. Yeah, for that's me, that's Top a, Supreme. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. Beautiful. Have you seen that, uh, Christian? Yeah, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. I saw it in theaters. I, I liked the movie. The animation was just a little bit weird. It was a good movie. It was just weird. Yeah, it's definitely a stylized type of animation. Uh, but I think everybody so far that I have ever talked to that has been a fan of Spider-Man or comic book movies as a whole has said that that one's pretty much one of the best comic oh, yeah. book movies because it just feels mm -hmm. like a comic book. Um, and it could be because of the animation, but it, it, I also felt like it had that whole balance of, you know, uh, all these different characters, this fantastic idea of different dimensions. Like there was all of this stuff poured into it. So uh, anyway, we're talking about the live faction film for me. I feel like the Tom Holland run right now. This one to me feels like the most accurate to comics. So, um, and that's again, because I started with Spider-Man in the comics, but you guys started with Spider-Man in the cartoons. So Anthony, what are your feel? Uh, what's your feeling when I say something like that? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Which one's your favorite kind of live action run and what have, feels right to you? I think the one that fits perfectly to me is the Tom Holland run. I, I like the Sam, the Sam Raimi, right? Sam Raimi run. It wasn't bad, but to me, uh, whenever I thought of Spider-Man, Yes, my introduction to him was in the animated series, and it portrayed him more of like college and older, like more of like a young adult. By the time that I was watching the movies, I was already reading comics or at least knowing Spider-Man's in high school. So that kind of threw me off how Sam Raimi was just that one. Tobey Maguire was instantly in college. Um, Andrew Garfield was cool because he bit a bit more in high school, but this one with Tom Holland, he is a high school student. Like a teenager, he's not at eighteen years old, just graduated. He is eight. He is sixteen, seventeen. Christian, what do you think? Spider Man. Um, yeah, Tom Holland, in my opinion, is the best Spider Man. Um, I had a friend who was like, "Yo, t why is Tom Holland Spider Man? He's he's not even a good Spider Man." I like Andrew Garfield, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> you know, if you read the comics, Tom Holland's way more accurate to Spider Man than yeah. Andrew Garfield was. Andrew Garfield was like twenty nine when he was first casted as." 
Peter Parker. And I'm yeah. like, no, that just doesn't work. Like, Spider-Man, when he got his powers, was young. Like, high school age. And Tom Holland looks that role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing I like about Tom Holland, even though he's British, um, is he can do a Queen's accent. Mm-hmm. The kid sounds like he's from Queens when he's when he's, he's speaking. Dan, what about you? I was going to say Tom Holland for the fact that he can pull off both Peter and Spider-Man together as a whole character. Garfield was good as like just Spider-Man. His Peter Parker, man, who like he came off as like the too cool whatever kind yeah, of thing and yeah. Peter Parker is just like the nerdiest nerd like if you were growing up, when I was growing up, you would take him and swirl him down in like the toilet and bully him, you know, that kind of kid. You were the bully, um, dude? No, I was not the matter bully. with you. I might have like you literally just them, said but... we would have taken that kid and gave him a swirly. Okay, I I plead the fifth on that, but <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but um, Toby, uh, I know, right? I'm a dick. Uh, Toby McGuire though, like played that perfect nerd Peter Parker. So like they had he was he too had that emo aspect. though, dude. That was the third one. The third. That but was that, just the third. But that, ruin, ben, ben. that ruined that it, That emo was just like, all right, bro. That it's ruined, a little overboard. I'll give you that. That did ruin it for me. But like just the first two movies that he's in, like he plays that nerd perfectly. Andrew Garfield plays Spider-Man's, you know, quit, like his little quips, his sarcastic uh, everything. Like he plays that perfectly. But I think Tom Holland as a whole, Peter Parker at both sides, plays it phenomenally. Um. So we get introduced to Tom Holland in Civil War. That yes. was great. Right? This is the first time we get him. And this is when, like, it was the the early days of, of Marvel and Sony making these deals, right? And this was coming. And we were super excited that we were finally going to get Spider-Man into the Marvel Universe. Because Marvel had just been fucking knocking him out of the park. I mean, aside from a couple of films here and there, which don't, I mean, a lot at the time, you know, a lot of fans were not we're not digging. Uh, but I think after the whole infinity saga that we we just took, you know, experienced and how they really referenced a lot of the films and, and made them a little bit more important. I think people will go back and watch them and maybe not, you know, enjoy them, uh, for, for what the original intent was, but I think now you'll enjoy it for, for the fact that it ties into this bigger puzzle. Anyway, we get civil war, we get Tom Holland, um, and, and immediately we were all sold, right? Like the kids in Queens, we see Tony interacting with him. Uh, it beca- and it's apparent right away. You know, we don't have to go through the whole like origin story with Peter. Everybody knows it already, right? Yep. They already referenced the right. fact that Ben's no longer around. Um, but immediately we see the kind of, um, I don't know the way he looks at Tony, right? He looks at him almost with that father figure. Uh, and so from then it begins. It begins this connection between these two, right? And we see it in the next Spider-Man film, uh, or the first one, right? Homecoming. Yep, um, the first one. Tony Stark's a big part of this film, and a lot of this shows Peter just really trying to navigate the world of being um, a high schooler right after something as big as Civil War, where he was literally rubbing shoulders with Captain America, Ant-Man fighting off, you know, Falcon, and I mean, it was amazing, right? Yeah. So you're a high school kid coming back to the school hallways, but in your memories, uh, which are super fresh in your mind, you're still seeing, you know, these big fights that we experienced as the audience. Then we go into the infinity war and what's happening here. And Spider-Man as a kid, he's dragged into this. And we have to understand that we're watching a child that is dragged into this epic cosmic battle between good and evil, right? Did not see that coming. There's scenes like, I mean, it's heartbreaking, man. You see this kid going into space and at first he, it's all like, holy shit, we're in space. This is awesome, right? I got, I have, I have uh, Iron Man tech on me. This is amazing. I'm having a good time until it becomes super real until it becomes people are dying. And then he's, holy shit, Mr. Stark, right? He's super scared and he's fight and he's fading away. And that's when we realize like, holy fuck, this is just a kid, right? Mm -hmm. This is still a kid. Like you were saying, Anthony, uh, the next film we watch in, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, end game. Um, we watch how this all plays out and we see the, the kind of the, 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 the comeback around. So we didn't get the, in the, the emotional tie in with an origin story, watching him deal with Ben dying in front of him, but we see it with Tony, right? So now we are so invested in this kid. Not that we weren't before, but now there's more, there's more to it, right? It's gut wrenching. So that when we go to this next one, now we're doing far from home, right? Peter Parker, uh, abroad with, with his, his, uh, high school friends, um, 
we see the ramifications of that. There's more feeling behind it, right? There's a scene where he's sitting and staring at that 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 thing on the wall, the, 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 the mural, mural, right? And he's just got the tears in his eyes. And the one scene where he's kind of breaking down, just re- remembering this, um, it's I don't know, man. For me, it's not only that he plays a a, a good overall Spider Man. This is the only. Peter Parker Spider-Man that has gotten me 100% totally emotionally invested in a character, right? I wasn't that way with any of the others. I'm the same way. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That was my uh, my little rant. So let's get wow. into the movie. Now that we realize how much this character means to us and why this film is important because this film it follows the big, you know, the biggest arc there was in this whole thing, this infinity arc, this whole infinity saga. And this is also the kind of the cherry on top of the entire whipped cream Sunday that is the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, so let's go. Let's 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 start. Let's start with. I mean, I don't want to go by breaking down the film like scene by scene and what happens. Nah, it's, um, I don't want to break down the film. But basically, no, he can do highlights. Yeah, basically, you know, Spider-Man goes, uh, Peter Parker goes to Europe and he wants to go with his friends and he doesn't want to be Spider-Man. Uh, he ends up getting it kind of shoved on him. His aunt yeah. packs the the suit anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> he, he ditched uh, Nick Fury's yeah, call. He Fury, goes to Nick Fury. Nick Fury comes at him anyway. And, and in the middle of everything, there's all this craziness that's going on, right? Um there's there's this 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 nonsense that's happening over in Europe with with Mysterio and these elementals and and the story goes from there. So I want to start with by talking about um okay, what was probably your when you went into this movie, what were you expecting anything anything that you didn't get or like when you finally like you saw this we all saw the film, right? Uh were you satisfied? Were you were you like oh I was hoping there was going to be more to this or like where were you stand where did you stand Christian after you walked out were you just like holy shit they did it uh, this well, was great well yeah it was good but the only thing that made me go like holy fuck was the uh, end credit scene <laughs> the end or mid the which one the, the mid credit scene one. yeah that one yeah should we just fucking pop the cherry and go straight at that let's go right to it mid credit scene what happens Christian. Well, you know, Spider-Man's with um, MJ swinging around New York, puts her down, and then you see the breaking news, and it's J. Jonah Jameson. How amazing is it that it's the same, it's, it's what's his name? I can't oh, remember his name JK, off the top of my head. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. There you go. Yes. Yeah, dude, I, I popped the same way, too. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's going. I like I like that approach, too, because they kind of pull that a little bit from the video game, where he's like that... Yes. radio talk show host or whatever like just going after spider-man and they kind of pulled that into the movie a little bit so i like that approach of it yep yeah and instead of a um a newspaper it's kind of like an alex jones sort of thing yes with i'm yes. like well here we go again <laughs> yep i uh yeah i popped that one i i uh, didn't see it coming <laughs> I didn't know I saw that they were pushing for seeing uh having him play him in this one uh back before. So when I saw it I didn't think it was going to come. I didn't think it was going to happen. You thought it was done, huh? Yeah. He wasn't coming back yeah. around. He's a little bit more buff after playing um what's his name? Gordon in the in the Batman films uh or Justice League film. Uh but yeah, dude, this scene happens and it's not all right. He breaks in and he talks about having this footage from from when Mysterio was on the bridge being quote unquote attacked by Spider-Man. Yeah. Yep. And this footage basically has Mysterio saying, just so everyone knows, Spider-Man's this kid, Peter Parker, literally flashes his picture up on the screen. So it's weird that we're starting at the mid credit scene, but it is an important scene because it's 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 that it's that it's exclamation point right it's like saying you thought we were done fuck you guess where the rest of this next phases are going so i did not expect this one i this was one that i had many speculations where they would go with end credit scenes and many possibilities this was never on my radar i didn't think that they would go in this direction until after mm-hmm. another phase until after some more buildup of him out of high school, mm-hmm. because if they weren't going to do it in civil war, how are they going to out it? I yeah. thought that they would figure another way, maybe during secret wars always, or yeah. another event or something. I don't know. I, I always thought it would be green it. goblin doing something like that. Right. Bringing, bringing out see his that. stuff. 
Uh, but it does show you, dude, that like Mysterio was kind of a like straight up dick, and and just to be completely petty, right? It yep. wasn't even like he could. It, I don't know, man. It was like he Die knew what he honor. was doing, right? He knew what he was doing at that time, and that that's the thing. So think about who's the guy that plays Mysterio, right? What was his name? And what's his Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Right? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Wait, Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake well, Gyllenhaal. Quentin Quentin Beck, right? Quentin Beck. So Quentin, so Quentin Beck, the the idea behind this character is, and tell me how much this is awesome, right? Is that this ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're not even referencing anything in the Sony Universe. They're referencing the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're referencing the people who worked for Stark Industries. And this is the guy that invented the tech that we see in Civil War uh, when when Tony Stark is putting on this like uh, symposium where he can show this like, you know, super uh, Super realistic, um, you know, uh, what is it? Um, the AI. Barf. Yeah, AI, right? It's yeah. it's, it's, it's like yeah. an AR, it's but ar- artificial reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. To relive, to relive uh, the memories. To, so he was re-experiencing what it was like as a kid. So this team, this team of, of creators and stuff, they created this, right? Like this guy helped create the the technology that puts on this, 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 this smoke and mirrors, right? Um, and then that's the other that, like I was saying, the thing that I love is that it's tying us to Marvel Cinematic because all of these other characters were people who worked for Stark. What's his name? The one main guy who does the that controls all the drones and shit. He was in Iron Man two. One. One. No, he's uh, in the very first Iron Man yeah. as um, the guy trying to recreate the arc reactor that uh, Obadiah was like, well, Tony Stark yeah, can do yeah, this in yeah. a cave. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's yeah, yeah. insane. It's absolutely insane when you realize like how deep they went with this and mm-hmm. and and how badass it was. But as a villain, what did you get? So obviously, we all know in in the comics that Mysterio is a villain, right? But at the beginning, we're we're fed this story that he's kind of a misunderstood or he's a hero in his world. So I have to tell you, when I was watching this, I was going one of two ways. I'm like, he's bullshitting us, and he's the bad guy the whole time. Or he's going to become the bad guy. We're going to watch the origin story of Mysterio becoming a bad guy uh, through this story. What were your thoughts on it, Dan, when you were watching it? Okay, so first of all, I'm not a fan of face Mysterio. And I say that because you'll see different iterations of Mysterio where you can kind of see a face in like the globe or anything like that. So when they first cast uh, Hall in like the trailers and they were showing his face without the helmet on, I was like, I don't know, you know, whatever. But I'm still going to watch it because it's Spidey. So then they started with the trailer, and even the trailer is totally something Mysterio would do to you. And I say this because the Mysterio, the trailer led you to believe that Spidey's working with Mysterio to stop the elementals. It's right. a whole smoke and mirrors thing to divert you away from what's actually really happening. So when I got into the movie and I started watching it, and I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking what you thought, I guess, the second part of how, okay, you're going to see him maybe become bad and whatnot. But just when it turns and you see it from the very beginning that he had this plan all along and that he's playing this whole smoke and mirrors game with Spidey and with uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that other stuff, I was I was sold instantly. I was like, OK, I'm in for this Mysterio. I like this iteration of it. Give me more. What did you think, Christian? Um, As far as him being good or bad, I didn't believe him being good for a second. I'm like, like, I got to like him through the movie. Yeah. Through, like before he turned. But I was like, bro, I don't want him to turn because I actually really liked Mysterio. But I'm yeah. like, ain't no way they're going to just keep him good or I don't think they're doing an origin story. He's going to be bad and this. That's what this movie's going to be about. So were you waiting the whole time for that? The, the, the turn? You're just like, it's coming. It's coming at some point here. OK, it's here. Yeah, nope, I'm not like, yet. It's, nope, it's not coming. yet. It's what you were you were watching and you're like, here. It come. Nope, not yet. Oh, here it comes. Nope, not yet. <laughs> Yeah, basically. All right, come on. I know I know he's going to end up turning on Peter. It's it's going to happen. And it's crazy too, right? He turns on him immediately when Peter gives him the glasses that Tony Stark leaves him. So again, you know, there's this emotional tie. We get that we know how much Tony meant to him. We find out he left him these glasses and it's this tech that's basically got the the newest updated version of uh Jarvis. It's yep. called Edith, right? Uh, which we find out later is this acronym for even what what even, even dead I'm the hero even dead yeah even dead I'm the hero which that's I just was so totally, amazing yeah. um, <laughs> but anyway so he gets so you know earlier in the film uh, Happy's like you know Tony left these for you and he wanted you to have these uh, and so he wears them he finds out what it is 
uh, super cool, right? Um, we can see that he's that he's reading like th- he's in the bus when he puts it on, and he can see what people are texting and doing on their phones, what they're looking up and shit. Um, and and there's an Easter egg in there. What was mm-hmm. it? There was something with I can't remember what it was. We saw in the video there was an Easter egg in one of the things they were looking up. Oh, it was um he was uh the teacher was looking up. Well, there was the witchcraft one, but what witchcraft. was it with the the football player? The kid, remember the kid who disappeared and came back and he was like oh, he, the hot the hot guy now, like the jock. Well, he's um the one who's trying to date MJ. Well, she said uh it's it's over. But I think that came later. I don't know what happened. Yeah, there's something about what he was texting. That's a little Easter egg. Oh, so you can check no. it out on 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 YouTube. But anyway, um so he gets these glasses, right? And that's the whole point to this thing is that like Iron Man's kind of passing on the mantle. He's saying, "Look, kid, I think you're ready. You can do this." Uh and it's and it's one of those things that if you look at it on on like a a different layer, it's he's already looking at him as a father figure, right? So like what boy doesn't want his dad's approval or his dad to to pass mm-hmm. on the knowledge or pass on the mantle, you know, carry on the name kind of a thing. Um, so that whole emotional tie we've had with him through this whole thing starts to tie into these glasses. And when we see it passed on, it's like you said, that turn came. So Christian's waiting this whole time. And as soon as those glasses transfer over, I bet you're like, here we go. (laughs) And all of a sudden the bar that they're sitting in disappears. Right. And that's when we find out there's all these people that used to work for Stark industries. This whole thing's a ruse. These elementals are fake. Um, Dude, I thought that was brilliant, though. I really love the writing uh, as, uh, on this part of it, the story, the way that they they tell us who these people are, and the way they they pull it off with these drones and 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 the the you know the guns and stuff, the explosions, the way they literally pull it off like it's a, a live action film all at once, a big production. Um, so what were your thoughts immediately when that's the way they explained it, Anthony, when you found out that it wasn't just as elementals, that it was completely just nothing but smoke and mirrors, which is Mysterio's way. That's the idea behind Mysterio. Here's my thing is that I thought one of two ways. One, I, I thought it, he, we were going to either see the origin of, of Mysterio becoming the villain or, it was a multiverse thing. So I thought it was part of me believed it was, oh, oh shit, this is a multiverse. We're going to get to multiverse here I, in a I second, know, for but sure. I thought we were actually going in that direction. And because of that, when that happened, when the smoke and mirrors, it was like, all right, part of me knew that that was an op- that was a possibility, but I genuinely didn't believe that they were actually going to go the route. Like I really was like, they have that out if they want to, but I thought they were going to go multiverse route for, for story's sake. And it really pulled one over. And he was like, God damn it. I didn't want to get pulled over on this one. I really thought I would I would catch it. But it got me. It was phenomenal. I, it really surprised me. I did not see the smoke and mirrors coming in the bar. Um, and the way they did it, too, is perfect. Because, fine, if you're going to go with classic Mysterio, he's a villain. Uh, what is he? An actor turned villain. So how are you going to translate that to screen? I didn't know. Because I thought that the reason they wouldn't do that was because how are you going to make an actor with like the smoke and mirrors in like a warehouse? How are, how are you going to do that? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. And the idea with the drones and instead of doing the acting side, make it be, they're all just scientists that all assemble a team of actors, I guess still in a way. Well, one of them's like one helps write the scripts. Yeah. The other one does the special effects. So like, the other guy, you know, uh, you know, controls this and that. But yeah, that's the, the idea setting, behind it, that. And it becomes a, a production. I thought it was like that is if you're going to do Mysterio, that's how you would do it. And they did it perfectly. I think so. Perfect. What do you guys think? Dan? I, I, I'm with Anthony weirdly on that one. Um, the way they pulled it off and even just like the way they wrote going back and using all of Iron Man's tech and everything, just mm-hmm. the way that they can go back and tie in all of the other previous movies using that tech and yeah. having everything all come together at once. I thought it was brilliantly written. And for me, it felt like it just continues the whole message of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that it's always about Iron Man, right? Like none of this happens yeah. without Iron Man. You know, Iron Man's always some sort of little thread in most of these MCU universes. Uh, Christian, so when you saw that that this was the way they're going, is that the, it's this whole like holographic production? Uh, were you were you down? Were you like, okay, this is cool writing, or were you like, eh, it's a little lazy? Like, what were your thoughts on that? No, I thought it was the best writing they could possibly do for Mysterio. 
Like, right. He's he's not like if you look in the comics, like it's pretty accurate to for the most part. I thought, damn, this is really good. Um, honestly, one of my favorite villains in the whole MCU is Mysterio now because of how they wrote him. Nice. And everything that was done in this movie. Yeah, so there was a scene immediately when he's fighting before he figures out what's going on with Mysterio. I don't, and this is where we got that that there's something up. But I don't know if you guys caught it because it was so fast. And I remember catching it going like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden getting caught up in the rest of the film and not paying attention. But there's a scene when he's fighting one of the elementals and his web's actually catches a piece of one of the drones and rips it yeah. off and that's what MJ ends up going after later on where they can see the hologram and how that works but it happens during the fight his web literally catches it and rips it out of the elemental uh for just a split second did you guys catch it when that happened yeah i caught that too and actually i thought it was just like part of mysterio's power cuz he was trying to protect the ferris wheel or something like yeah. that i can't remember exactly but so i thought it was like okay maybe it was like a the magical force from that or something like I didn't put two and two weird, together right? until later on when they brought that back yeah so speaking of okay so Anthony brought up the thing about the multiverse so when we first come across uh, Mysterio uh, Nick Cage is introducing Spider-Man to him basically explaining that he comes from a different earth right and it's because that when Thanos snapped um, he ripped a hole like had these rifts in the fabric of reality and opened up wormholes to other universes that we can now I guess go back and forth over so when Mysterio starts to talk he says something about it being earth 616 so all of us immediately if you're a marvel fan you're going you're mm -hmm. popping right you're like oh shit that's what's up that's what's up right but did you guys catch though that 616 is the comic book universe they've always said that the mcu universe like this whole universe that's the cinematic is uh what is it one five no one nine 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 Earth yeah, one, nine, 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 nine. Yeah. So a lot of numbers. immediately, so if if you're fast, if you're one of these people that's like, wait, that's not what this Earth is. This is a different one. We already know this. I didn't catch You would that. have already known Mysterio was lying, right? Did you guys other ca catch this other thing? And the only reason I know this is watching these stupid YouTube catch the Easter egg things. Did you guys catch <laughs> that when uh when 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 um what's his name? Fury He's is introducing him. He tells Peter that Mysterio is not from his Earth, not our Earth. Wouldn't Fury say ours? But yeah. now, but we know that it's not the real Fury, right? Because the end, 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 end credits of this this movie has this this little kind of comedic scene with two Skrull interacting with the real Nick Fury, who's on a beach somewhere, just kind of vacationing, uh, and we find out that. Uh, him and Robin Sparkles have been scrawl the whole time uh, for this entire movie, right? So, but if you did, you can't, if you didn't, uh, when we watch that on a, on the next time we go around, uh, pay attention there. Fury's going to say something about the not your Earth, and then there's also the thing where he says six one six, which uh, you guys already know. But it, it was like that was there already, right? The little hint that he's lying to us. So if you if you were sharp right. enough to catch that, you know the guy's lying. But you're right, Christian. I got to tell you, now, I feel like this guy is probably, I wouldn't say my my most favorite of the villains, but he's right up there because now he's super enigmatic and he makes me think, you know, he has a way of deceiving you and doing all these things to make, just like the real Mysterio, the whole like kind of, you know, what you think you're seeing is not the true thing. We almost get, we get a little montage of kind of Dr. Strange-esque trip. Early, earlier in the film when Mysterio's messing with Spider-Man's head. Remember that? Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to ask you guys this. We know he battles Peter at the end of the film, right? Uh, all the way to his death or what we assume is his death. I'm saying assume because do you guys think he really died or do you think that he, like, obviously another more smoke and mirrors thing? Uh, Christian, what do you think? Hell no, that motherfucker ain't dead. <laughs> ain't no fucking way and we have to get it we have to get the sinister six ain't no way they fucking killed him off beautiful anthony you thought he was dead you walked out of there thinking damn they killed off the, the bad guy already but damn that was a good movie i i thought he was dead it wasn't until you saw the video that made you question it now that I'm going back and seeing all the Easter eggs, they're really lining up for a Sinister Six movie because there's another one that's in there. Oh, yeah. There, um, yes. is the, Kim, the, the Dan, what do you think? 
I was gonna say he's not dead either with the whole and even like at the very end, right before he tries to shoot Peter in the head and like Peter has his little Peter tingle. Um <laughs> and, like, it like goes out of the way of the uh, gun and everything. Like from then on I was like, okay, they don't show the body at the end and um, it, you have to follow the horror rules unless you see like the body cut up and all Boom. this other bull crap. He ain't dead. He's still alive somewhere. Ex- exactly. And uh, thanks for bringing up Peter Tingle. I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of the film is when Aunt May starts to <laughs> refer to Peter Parker's uh, spidey sense as the Peter Tingle. Yeah. That was and then Happy it. does as well. And that's when he finds out, yeah. like, he starts having that thought, like, wait, what's happening? Which we, as viewers, saw happening throughout this film, that there was this little uh, flirtatious thing going on with Happy. What do you guys think about that, dude? Anthony, what do you think? I can already see on your face you're loving it. Anthony's so sappy, dude. Like I don't know. I feel, if, I, if he could I get know. if he could get uh, an uh, an Aunt May and Happy Hallmark movie, he'd be in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Yo. you should see his face, dude. He's all about it. <laughs> Yo, a Hallmark Spider Man Hallmark? Stop, stop, dude. Don't even. Um, I mean, I like. I don't think it's a big deal. What do you guys think about that? Do you feel like it's like, hey, what are they doing? This isn't the fil- this isn't the comics, or are you guys cool with them taking liberties with that? I don't mind a little bit of liberties. And my first thought was actually Grease, like the old fifties movie, whatever with uh, John Travolta. What summer you know, loving? Only say that because, yeah, she's talking about, like, what's going on? And she's like, oh, it's just a summer fling. And Happy's all like, no, this is more serious. And my first thought was, like, summer love. And, like, I started with Grease and everything. I was like, oh, my God, this is cute. Oh, God. Let me know later if you want me to cut that part out. (laughs) Christian, what do you think? Oh, you're good. Okay, keep it all. I like their romance. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. It makes Peter uncomfortable. So that, that was entertaining. Right. He's like, what the fuck is happening? Like. Like, imagine Peter walking in on them fucking. Uh, how that would go. You know that's coming next, dude. That's in the oh next film. I think we get no more Spider-Man at that point. He's like, all right, I quit life. Fuck this. I'm out. Dude, there changes the meaning of Peter Tingle there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony was referring to some of the Easter eggs in this film and the Sinister Six. So we watched this video on YouTube that basically breaks down the film but shows you, like, mad Easter eggs. And apparently the guy that does these films uh, that did the last one as well likes to hide Easter eggs uh, in in car license plates. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. So throughout this film, um, there are license plates that have numbers and letters that uh, correlate with specific uh, issues where certain certain villains show up. So the in the beginning of the film, when they show that dirt monster that's there, when when uh, Shield first arrived, when when the Nick Fury and uh, what's her name, uh, not Maria Hill. Maria, Maria Hill. Oh, I'm thinking Robin. Yeah, uh, because uh, I keep calling her uh, Sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, when they first show up, remember, and Mysterio first shows up as well, he's fighting what, you know, would look like Sandman, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of those uh, cars in the street as that's happening has a license plate that refers to Amazing Spider-Man. And I can't remember what issue is. It's like the first two one two. There you go. It's 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 the one with the fur. It's whatever the first Sandman is. And then there's yeah. one. I that, thought it was Hydro Man, right? No, that's no, later. That's that was on the Man. boat. Yeah, yeah. Sort of reference to him later, yeah. but so late. Yeah, I have, late, I have a list pulled up. I'm like, which one? Was yeah, it? late. If you watch the trailers, because I don't think it was in the movie, but if you watch the trailers, they're on the gondolas or something, and they're going by. There's a boat that's in the canal that goes by that has ASM two one two, which is Amazing Spider Man two one two. And yeah, this is I'm, the yeah. This is where they face what would be Hydro. Man, right? So that's that happens throughout the whole thing. Like Molten Man is referred yep. to by by that the um, cyclone wind. Um, yeah, uh, I forget who that's supposed to be. Um, but dude, it's it's but awesome. not even that. Like the the kid that's supposed to be Flash Thompson in there um, yeah. even throws out the the reference of oh, I heard some guy got uh, trapped underwater or something like that and had like some experiment go against them or something like that. Like they. They throw oil, out that reference of oil ray explosion, Hydro Man as well. Exactly, and so yeah. so you, I, I'm with you guys totally. I'm really feeling like this dude is not dead, and we're definitely seeing Sinister Six, and we're seeing it soon. I don't think it's gonna it's gonna be that far away. So there was another Easter egg for another villain in there too. The bus driver is the chameleon from the comics. Yeah, Dimitri. Yo, really? Dimitri is the is the yeah, chameleon. Dimitri is the is the chameleon. But I don't know if they tie that Dimitri to the chameleon Dimitri. That just happens to be like a coincidence. If or it's whatever an Easter egg, it's Cooley Strike. If anything, I mean, what something went wrong with Shield and this well, guy they could went always rogue. go back. They could always go back, right? They could always go back and say that's what it was. 
ref- just reference it a certain a certain way, bring that actor back, and that's mm-hmm. the deal. Um, all right, so this was supposed to end all the three phases, right, of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and their their you know little tie in with Spider Man at the end. We saw the Skrull at the end pretending to be Cage and or, or Cage, geez, Fury and um, uh, uh, Robin Sparkles, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> What are you guys thinking, dude? So what are your thoughts on where this is going to take us? Uh, because there were a couple references that when I was watching this YouTube video, I was like, ooh, actually, that's kind of cool, right? So uh, I want to hear from Christian first. Where do you think that this is bringing us? Because I really felt like at least something in this film was going to point to what's coming next. Honestly, I have no idea what's coming next. I mean, it was kind of obvious that it wasn't Purity to begin with because I think in one of the first scenes, she calls him Nick. And nobody calls him Nick from, uh, I forgot what movie it was, but he's like, everybody calls me Fury. Right. So it was, at that point, it was pretty obvious, all right, that, well, that really isn't Nick Fury. But why they had them be them, I don't know. And what the point of the spaceship was at the end, I don't know. Because I, I never really read comics like that. I just watched the movies and the TV shows. Right. I'm thinking, um, and I'll throw it to you guys to see what you think, but I'm, I was saying it beforehand that I was hoping it was Fantastic Four, uh, that they're finally bringing this family back. Because recently Marvel re, uh, relaunched and brought the Fantastic Four back to the comics after that whole thing they did a few years ago where they kind of just you know put them away. We're not going to really write any more stories about them. They brought them all back recently. Um, and I was always, I was hoping this was coming. Right. And so I told you guys, I was watching this YouTube video with the, the, what's it called? It's called Spider-Man far from home review. I can't remember the name of it's it. It's from, uh, rock you know, stars. You know what I'm going to do though? I'm going to, I'm going to put Here. a link okay. to it in the Perfect. info, uh, for this episode because I want people to check it out. Cause there's a lot of crazy cool fucking Easter eggs in this film and little things you got to know, like little hidden messages that the, all these filmmakers were trying to tell us. Like there's a scene, uh, where you can see this sign on the highway, right? And it's got the number. Numbers one, two, and three, and then the net like it's there's a circle with a one, a circle with a two, a circle with a three, and then the fourth one has a, a question mark, and the words across that say we're excited to show you where we're going. It's, it's yeah, I saw that too. It's, it's these cool, cool little things, right? That. But one of the things they pointed out was two different things. There's a scene where Spider-Man is going through the city and he's going through what looks to be um, Avengers Tower. But now it's 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 kind of hollowed out in the center. Right. It's got like this atrium that he was able to kind of glide through when he was doing his uh, little wings thing. Um, Mm. So they're they're saying, could that be the Fantastic Four's Baxter building? Right. Could that be the tower? Because it could be that hollowed out part of the four. Here's the other thing. There's a spot in there when Happy was trying to give the message to Nick Fury, like that coded message that, you know, uh, on the cell phone. Remember, he says something about uh, something with the surfboard. Right. Silver Surfer the reference to silver surfer. So at least to me, it's a reference to silver surfer because it's like a little hint, right? The surfboard, maybe the fantastic four Baxter building. You want me to go get the, surfboard? Uh, we're right. talking the scroll. We're talking cosmic. Um, I think that's what the, our next, our next phase is going to start to include. We're going to start seeing fantastic four. And I think the next big baddie is going to be Galactus. And I think they're going to do Galactus right. And not this like thundercloud in the sky well, in the ultimate in the Ultimate <laughs> Universe, it is like that, but even then, it's still not a, it's nah, not a fan. Nah, yeah, nah, nah. No. I think we're going to have... Yeah, so what do you guys... Gonna, so, get so I want to throw it to them. Dan, what do you think about my thoughts on the whole Fantastic Four? What do you think about that? Okay, going back to the Baxter building real quick, they even referenced something, and I think it's the first Spider-Man Homecoming, where the previous Avenger Tylers um, just got bought out by a new owner, but they don't ever say who the new owners are. Ooh. So there is speculation that it is maybe the... Marvel's first family or, or is it possibly Oscorp who knows yeah so it'd be interesting to see how that goes now as far as Galactus I mean that'd be a pretty cool overall bad guy kind of like Thanos but yeah. honestly I think they might take it in the direction of kind of like a, a secret invasion nice where the scrolls because they already show the scrolls you know imitating Fury and Maria Hill at this moment 
But who's to say, especially now with the Avengers kind of broken up the way they are, that they're not going to start replacing them slowly and then start the Secret Invasion, that storyline. Yeah, but in this, they were working with Fury. They were literally replacing them so that Fury can finally have a vacation. Unless these ones are correct, but who's to say that there isn't like another faction of the Skulls or even the Kree or whatever, and they just change it up a little bit. What do you think, Christian? I don't know. Um, Honestly... I would love for them to introduce Galactus in the Fantastic Four. Galactus was one of the first villains I was really introduced to as a kid. I forgot. I don't even remember what I was watching, but I was like, oh, that's Galactus. And then I bought um a bunch of the Marvel figures just so I could build Galactus. <laughs> you know, they had those yeah, figures. Yeah. And I was like, well, shit, he's huge. And <laughs> I, I had that until I was about 13, and now I have no idea where the hell it went. So, you know, like me, right? But, uh... <laughs> No, the Fantastic Four, if they do them right, I would love to see them in the in the MCU. Heck and yeah. I think Marvel will do them right, but the past, the last, I mean, uh, Fantastic Four movie was Oof. atrocious. Oof. And then the two before that, I mean, Ugh. not good either. I mean, I like the cast in the, the first Fantastic Four movie, but, yeah. you know, actors can't save bad writing. Yeah, dude, there was the scene where yeah, what's his name? Chickless's uh thing gets smashed into the wall and he comes out and just kind of wiggles his head all cartoony like and I was like, "Okay, I'm done. I'm done." Well, and that's for the kids. You got to I know. That too. I like get some it. of these movies yeah, are but, made for the kids. Yeah, I but Spider-Man could could have been done for the kids yet yet we still enjoyed it. You know or what? vice versa. You know what? Wu-Tang is for the children and they don't dumb that shit down. Um, no, they, sure don't. they uh, named a street in New York after the Wu-Tang. Yeah, I saw, I that. You saw, that, I or saw not. that. Yeah, Wu-Tang forever. Um, I want to ask you this. Okay, so if it's not Fantastic Four, Christian, who would you like to see like the next phase baddie be? Like that background baddie that becomes the ultimate one, kind of like Thanos. Shit. Hang on. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember that character. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's He's an amazing character. What are you talking about? The best character in the MCU. Um... Honestly, I don't I don't really know who would be the big bad if it's not Galactus. Like, I mean, I know there's other villains in the Marvel universe. I'm just more of a DC fan. Yeah, okay. So it's like kind of hard for me to come up with like who the big bads are. Um, I mean, Doctor Doom Ooh. could be like the big bad yeah. because of the, the storylines they've done with him in the comics. But I mean, they could do go with the whole uh Council of Reed Richards and the Infinity Gauntlet bullshit, but Ooh. I don't know. Oh, that's interesting, Anthony. What do you think? So, I'm gonna take both of both uh both ideas. It's Galactus. <laughs> well, no, I think it's gonna play. The, I was like, I was the, like, hey, who would you pick if it's so not Galactus? <laughs> He's well, like, no, Galactus? oh no, I thought you, I thought you were asking me for my opinion on what's gonna happen. Chris, I said if it I wasn't Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely All right, we're going to pass over to Dan. What do you think? If it wasn't Galactus, um, we'll come, go we'll come back route. to you. I'm going to go Magneto because then you bring in the X-Men that way. You can bring in the Rise of the Mutants and you already have um, Scarlet Witch to kind of initiate that. In, so. I, I would say so. I, I would look, I would love it, but I do know for sure Feige said that they're not going to do X-Men for a little while because they need to let what Fox has done die. You know, people are going to be X-Men out. And if you just keep throwing more, it's look, we, they were lucky. They hit it out of the park with Tom Holland and they would not have done it if he wasn't so successful in silver, uh, a civil war. So, I can't see them really going straight for it. I'll tell you what I was thinking they are doing, right? So you, we see that they're doing different kinds of genres of films, and they pushed uh, New Mutants back because they really want to make it a little bit more horror, right? They want to work with it and make it a little bit more scary. And I'm thinking that we're going to get introduced to mutants through the new mutants. The idea that these things are new to us. We've never seen mutants before and we should be afraid of them, right? So I think that's how we're going to see that. And I think they're going to blame it on the snap, but I don't think we're going to see X-Men probably until phase five. That's my thought on that. I I yeah. was saying that if they're but a boy inter- can still dream, Chris. A boy can still dream. <laughs> Listen, I th- sure I do f- I do think that if they're if they're gonna bring in the mutants, it's not gonna be a whole multiverse or oh they were just always here. I think it's gonna be the snap triggered the mutant gene. So I and not the cloud the. Uh... Yeah, called? I don't think they're gonna go ultimate route on it. Or what was that cloud called again? I can't remember. I, I never read the ultimate, but I know it was like a I know it was like a virus that passed through. Yeah, it was yeah. actually caused. But I think it'll be uh, the snap for Big Bad. 
if they bring in the, I think that here's the thing is, what do you mean by big bad? Do you mean like the next Thanos? Yeah, like the yeah, like the next. Thanos. So they're gonna do next Thanos. The that next means, that one that kind of is playing behind the scenes in the first couple phases that we end with. So if we're not J. doing Jonah Jameson. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> if if it's not Galactus, I'm gonna say because they're gonna introduce the X Men in between that somewhere. What is uh the what is the Professor X and Magneto? What is the the mix up? The smash? Uh, what do they become? Excal um executioner. He, Fuck! It's like the super powerful. You're literally thing. wait. You're literally Excalibur? already you're you're mashing up two characters that no. aren't even introduced yet. No, because we already have been introduced. We've but seen see, Professor th- Xavier enough times, like with Spider Man. We've already seen Spider Man, but we not in this see- world. You literally yeah, said that. Listen, it had but, the, that character has to start out in the next phase because that's the point. Like that was the thing so with I, Thanos. So I think with the introduction of the of the mutants, which but they okay. If we, so you if think we they this, will bring if, the mutants? Sprinkled in lightly. So maybe let's get new mutants in Phase 4. Let's get an X-Men in Phase 5. By the end of Phase 6, we've already had enough X-Factor? mutants. X-Factor? X-Factor. X-Force. X, have, and we've already had enough X-Men exposure, mutant exposure, and it's now intercrossed with the other mutant, with the other Marvel movies that it'll take everyone to bring down the combination of Magneto and Xavier. Possibly. I just can't see them going the mutant route. I really can't. I mean, that's if it's not Galactus, I'm betting on Galactus. Yeah. But if I'm stretching, that's a big bad that I think would be good. Really? It would make him Better than in. Omega I Red. Think, oh my god. What's Ome- as a single as a sing- as a Galactus? No. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking. I just literally popped right now as soon as you said Omega Red. As like a Loki, is it like a Loki villain, like a mid? No, Loki's gone. He's in a different but no, universe. As, as a, <laughs> motherfucker, as a low level, just like as like a mid, like like Loki, where he was kind of cool. like the intermediate villain between Thanos. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a question for you too. If they do pull in the Fantastic Four family, what version are they going to pull in? Because it's not going to be the six one six version so do they pull in like the ultimate where reed richards is like a bad guy and go that route no no i don't think I they got will. That i think they're going too. i think they're gonna go old school them. i think oh, they're gonna on, go anthony how do you got this figured out? i just want to know well, i don't want to cut off chris but i think it, i think it's gonna be the snap uh He's happened well i think well uh the fantastic four is gonna be in outer space doing a doing a thing like normal they weren't planning on thanos invading and shit happening on earth so Reed Richards is out in space. He says exploring. doing their thing like normal. What's a normal day in the Fantastic Four out in space? Fan- <laughs> you Fantastic Four. Like they're, they're, <laughs> they're out in space doing their exploration and shit. Okay. On Earth, they didn't plan that shit happening. Okay. There's a snap. There's a double snap. They got hit with radiation. Ben Grimm, unfortunately, was outside when the second snap still hit. And that's what's going to happen and make them go all uh, mute and changing. So that was his long way of saying he thinks he's they're going to keep the classic story kind of characters. But no, but because of that time. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so way back snap when Thanos snapped. He's like, yeah. way back when Thanos snapped. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord, dude. That was quite a... a, a, a I got there. I got track. there. Oh man, I don't know, dude. I I am looking forward to the next phase because there's so many things that are promised, right? There's things that are sitting out there waiting to happen. We'll see what what happens. Um, it would be awesome to see mutants, but I just I can't. I don't see it coming. Uh, in regards to Spider Man, though, I am looking forward to a Sinister Six. I would not be mad if that's what came next—a whole team against him. Um, it would be almost kind of like what what feels natural, right? In the in the progression of of how he has to handle himself, he handled himself against you know one villain. This next one, he handled himself against a villain that it was kind of like he didn't know who to trust at, at one point, you know. And so now we got to start throwing a little bit more at him. And here's the thing: we know he's Peter Parker. The world knows this now, right? So it's going to bring us to this idea that we saw in the comics that. As soon as people knew Spider-Man was Peter Parker, Aunt May was fair game, right? MJ was fair game. These people who were close to him were fair game. So it almost feels right to have a whole team of nasties come after them. Or are we going to go to the Osbournes? Because they're waiting now, dude. We have not seen that yet come out. And we're going into the third film. And we know Green Goblin is like the Joker to Spider-Man's Batman. 
what I mean, if they go the whole everyone's coming after M, uh, MJ and his, and uh, Aunt May, yeah, it would make sense why she is now with Happy, or they're going to push that direction because now at least they have a connection to Stark that can try and protect her. Po- that's possible, Christian. Possible what do you think? Way? I mean, like if I was a villain, I would go after MJ or Aunt May, but like. Even if I didn't know he was Spider-Man, I'd still go after them because they're both pretty hot. But, <laughs> I mean, hey, she's a little bit older than me. Actually, she's a lot older than me, but hey, still, you know. But uh, that was one of the things I'm weird about. It's like, I don't know if I like that everybody knows he's Peter. I know, so, dude. That's I, I mean, weird. I know, like, and what's that relationship going to be with Flash, right? Because Flash always picks on Peter Parker, but literally wants to slob on, on Spider-Man's knob, right? So now what's going to happen when he finds out the same guy he's been picking on is the guy he's been idolizing the whole time? Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so this 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 might be weird. This, <laughs> this is really weird. And <laughs> I know this is weird. But I, I watched uh, – you ever heard of the show Hannah Montana with Miley Cyrus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i know i know but the bullies that bullied her in high school when they found out she was hannah montana was like they, they came back because they were gone for like a few seasons and they're like oh my god you're hannah montana miley we're best friends now this that, and third and i'm like he was the fucking, fucking neighbor i remember him <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah that's what the, i i, I was well, when that show came out, you can't judge me. That's amazing. Uh, I agree, though. I think that's where we're going to see. But I think that's going to be like part of the comedic uh, relief of the next film is we're going to see this thing where he's kind of fawning over Peter now. Like, oh, let me help you do that. You need me to carry that for you? I'll take care of that, Peter. We're friends now, right? Hey, you want to drive my new car? I got you, Peter. You want to come in my mouth? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> want to shoot your webs in my mouth? I'd love to. Um, <laughs> whip. Um <laughs> Dude, yeah, this this film, I have to tell you, for me, it just it, it was it was that cherry on on top of everything that had come before, kind of like this, you know, I explained it before when we were discussing the end game and and what we were expecting out of the Spider-Man film. For me, I feel like if you if you read comics, whether it's Marvel or DC, uh, there's this f- formula, right? There's this thing where you want to throw at at people these these stories where you have three or four issues create a a storyline. But once in a while you do this run where there's like this whole story arc, this big event. Right. And so that's what we had with these movies, the whole buildup with the infinity war and with, with Thanos, everything, right. There's this main story that's happening with the Avengers and Spider-Man or or Avengers. Uh, But all these other films like Iron Man, Thor, Spider-Man, all of this are those kind of tie in issues, right? They're not part of the main one, but if you want the whole, story you'll buy all of these different issues and after you finish a big a giant arc this huge event the thing that kind of just leaves everybody sitting in the chair like holy shit that was something right you want to kind of have something in between before you're you start something new just this issue it's not a really a throwaway issue it kind of has ramifications from this this big event that you just lived through but it's still kind of a fun single standalone that's what i thought we were going to get with this and I, I feel like that is what I got. It's exactly what I was expecting. It was a film that kind of we feel what happened in everything that happened before. Um, also before in this universe. So this this, you know, the homecoming plus MCU. But there's also these little kind of sprinkled uh, hints as to what's coming. But overall, what we're giving you is a standalone story. You can get take this and see it as kind of Peter growing up and realizing what it means to be a hero and what it means to kind of gr- like grow up. You can't just trust everybody that comes across and looks like a cool fatherly figure to you, mm-hmm. right? Imagine, remember that scene where where uh, Gyllenhaal puts on the Stark glasses? He literally looked like Tony Stark, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's how I took this. I took this as one of these films. Like I was very satisfied with it. If you ask me, uh, on a rating of, of five stars, I would give it a 4.85 easily. Um, what do you think, Christian? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, you have to have a movie in between the next phase. And I thought this was a really good one to do. Um, from what I've heard, uh, Spider-Man is going to be the headliner of the MCU phase three going forward they were originally going to go with captain marvel but i guess they changed their minds and i thought this was a movie to set up for that so i mean i just thought it was 
probably one of the best MCU movies we've seen in a while. Where would you? But put, all of the other ones have been great. Where would you? What, what would you rate this in a star rating of one to five stars? Four point nine. Ooh, right up there too, Dan. What do you think? Um, I thought it was a good closer, like a whole epilogue. You have those stories, like after the big main event, that you have like just an epilogue, single story that just ties everything up. And I thought this was great at tying up the little loose ends that you had in Endgame, like after everybody blipped back and how like the teenagers were still a certain age and everybody else was older, and you're like, what the hell happened? <laughs> Speaking like, of that, it remember ties that, all that up? Yeah, that scene like, in the, okay, it explains with, all of that stuff. Remember that scene in the in the gymnasium with the band? They blip out, yeah. and then when they show them later, there's a basketball game going on. They blip back right. into existence yeah. kid gets blasted but, in the face with a ball but even that and then like the little memorial the uh the from scratch productions uh memorial at the very beginning oh, and anybody knows from scratch oh throwback um, of just like the no that's an easter egg, production bro. memorial of all the avengers uh you know and like it just ties in everything like it lets you know okay what happened to these characters these characters are dead uh, they're assuming Captain America is dead from their point of view, but they don't know like if he's, you know, he's already older now. So he's out of the picture. So what's happening with all that? But overall, I thought it was a very good end to the entire story arc of what we've gotten so far. And it was just a nice little tie in to go and create the next phase of what's going to happen to us. Anthony. Cool. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Anthony? This this was a fun movie. It's the best way I can describe it. If I had to rate it 4.85. What was yours, Dan? I forget. What would you say? Oh, uh, 4.9. I didn't rate it. Sorry. Nice. 4.9. Yeah. Two 4.9s, two 4.85s. Yeah. Because, I mean, I. it was so fun. Like, Endgame is my five. I don't fucking have anything wrong with Endgame. But Far From Home didn't give me the same feeling as that. It was just a fun summer movie like it's there was not a bad scene in the movie i loved it and there you have it phenomenal (laughs) he's like i loved it (laughs) sweet fucking work of art there you go guys uh hopefully uh you've seen the movie and you didn't sit through all of that because we were all over the place we didn't take you through the film we gave you thoughts on all different aspects was there anything that i I didn't touch on that you guys wanted to shout out or, or or say that you liked or or anything like that christian um when the when the um teacher mentioned the megazord from power rangers i did oh, peek out a little bit i did <laughs> i caught that i did too i thought that was pretty cool i like the uh the little quick uh the ps4 game teaser um like when he's swinging through the city i don't know if you guys caught that and spidey was doing the little selfies one of the poses was the exact little poses that they do in the oh uh, video yeah game. yeah yeah i did yeah, yeah, yeah. That. so i caught i caught that and i was like oh that's pretty cool i like that a lot. there's also a cool thing so talking about the ties to the movie so remember when P- peter's creating his own spider shit uh using tech uh the, the stark technology he does this thing yeah. where he kind of swipes his hand into this kind of uh, AI looking gauntlet on his arm. Uh, that's how yeah. Tony starts creating the first Iron Man suit. Remember that in, in Iron Man yeah. one. Uh, so that's a cool little thing, but there's Pop also there. this thing when he shows like the, the, the little, um, there's a, a whole little like hologram of all the different suits he could choose from. The very far left one is the one from the video game, PS4 video game. So that's a cool little thing. But I wanted to also mention, dude, like how did we not discuss the spider noir suit? Oh yeah, <laughs> Night Monkey. Oh yeah, dude. The first Night time Monkey. I was like, oh shit, that's a nice little call to uh, Spider Noir there. I yeah, it. it's so sweet, dude. I I freaking loved it. I love that that suit already. So I was like, oh, they worked it in, right? Because he couldn't yeah. he couldn't look like Spider Man. He looked like something else, right? Uh, totally down for it, man. I was an awesome movie. I kind of I want to go see it again in theaters. I probably won't get a chance to, but I kind of want to. Uh, have you guys only seen it once or more than once? One. No, I've seen it once, but I'm gonna probably take my steps on and go see it again. One and one and one and one. That's four for all of us. Four. All right, guys. If you sat through all of that and you saw the movie, I'm sure you agreed with us. It is probably one of the better MCU films. Uh, one of the best Spider-Mans, uh, probably ever. And uh, yeah, this is hardly awesome. And we are hardly awesome. Christian Ingram, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, go check out his Power Rangers in cyberspace. You want to pimp anything else before you take off? Uh, my YouTube channel, uh, the Power Rangers guy. 
But there is one thing I forgot to mention about the, Ooh, the movie. Bring it. Is when he's putting to, when he's putting together the suit, they pay, play back in black, back in black. God, I can't even speak. <laughs> and that was. Oh that was heck a big yeah, nod. dude! That's that my. Was, that's definitely one of my favorite Led Zeppelin tunes. Um, yeah, that hurt me so much when he said that. I was like, "Oh, dude, I knew my what heart sank." I, I knew what they were doing, dude. They were really trying to show you I that know. this kid's a kid, right? Yep. Like, uh, but it was that was an awesome scene, and I love that Christian brought it up towards the end of the show because it's like a mid-credit scene, right? We're going back to the the movie. Uh, so yeah, check out his YouTube channel. What was the name of it? Uh, the Power Rangers guy. Power Rangers guy. Check out his podcast, Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Dan. What you got going on? You got artwork you're selling? What's happening? Um, Yeah, I got some artwork. I got actually one in the works I'm finishing up right now. Um, but you can always check out my stuff on Instagram at DTChavez85. On uh, Facebook, Ratfink Arts. It's R-A-T-P-H-I-N-C Arts. Um, yeah, just stay tuned. I got some more artwork in the works coming out. Sweet. Uh, and as always, people, I'm Chris Chavez. Joined with Ant- by Anthony Mullen. What's up, everyone? Good night. Good lord. Are we starting the show again? What's do you see? Sorry. Do you see what I deal with here? This is what I deal with. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.